0: All right. So I have never heard of this movie. What what is this movie? Yeah. So I only heard of this movie because like I saw some ads for it randomly, like on YouTube and stuff like that. And like and I think like I also happened to see like some review of it or something that like at some point, just randomly, that was like, this is pretty good. And so then like I saw a thing for it and I was like. You know my boys are always looking for like some movie to watch every once in a while and you know they're starting to get older to the point where i can start maybe showing them like some of the stuff that like we watched so, so like that is a thing i'm planning on doing a little more like i thought to myself i was like you know my older son's like eight and a half and like my younger son's almost six which is like maybe a little young but it's like eight and a half it's like i had watched back to the future many times by the time i was eight and a half um because i Cause back to the future part two came out in 1989 when I was nine. And I definitely had watched back to the future a lot by then. Um, yeah, I was trying to figure out when I could show my kid Ghostbusters. Right. I don't think like Ghostbusters is another yet, one. Yeah. Plus. Ghostbusters is like, like the main thing with Ghostbusters, right. Is that it's like, I do remember being scared by parts of it, like up to a certain age, like mainly, I mean, mainly the opening scene, I would say. I was going to say, the beginning and the end, like, the, the Gozer parts are also... Yeah, the, the Gozer parts too. are a little like, intense. Like, yeah, I agree. Yeah. But it's definitely, like, the librarian part in the beginning was always the part that scared me. And it's funny yeah, when I too. watch it now, and it's just like, this scared me? It's like a, a little, like, Large Marge, which is the thing that probably scared me the most of anything when I was a kid. The, the Pee-Wee's Big Adventure Large Marge scene. <laughs> um, But, anyway... I saw this and I was just like, you guys want to watch this? Like this feels like something that like is supposed to be kind of good. So I might enjoy it. And like, feels like it'll be fun. Like, and they had seen some ads for it, like on YouTube and they were like, yeah, like let's, let's watch it. So we sat down and watched Nimona. Uh, So this is like this, it's an animated movie. It's on Netflix came out this year, 2023. Um, So it's based on a graphic novel, I guess, um, which I didn't know. Um, And it is, um, there are, it's it's a movie. It takes place in like a futuristic Middle Ages world. So so it's definitely futuristic. Like there's like flying cars and shit. But like okay, the it's this it's this city that's like enclosed by a wall and like the the people who defend it are the people of this like this institute and they are like knights, like. I think I think they have like special weapons and all this kind of stuff. So it's almost like futuristic knights, but like they are knights, like very much. Like they get knighted and all this kind of thing. And like it's explained basically that like a thousand years ago or something like that, this this woman Glorith saved the city from this horrible monster, and they like built this wall. And she created this like you know she like handpicked these knights to like defend the realm. And then like through the years, over a thousand years, like the descendants of these knights always become knights basically and it's like they are the knights like like they're part of this institute and they protect the realm and that continued even as like technology advanced and like this is now like a very like futuristic like place so that's kind of like the world you're in classic nepotism yeah exactly and 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 that enters into the story because the opening of the story is that for the first time the, the the queen the current queen has decided to allow a commoner to be to become a knight like not the other people aren't aren't not commoners but they're like the descendants of these knights so they have like a special uh, place this is just like some guy who always wanted to tell be me a they have like a contest or something yeah to pick. It, 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 exactly so this is like this kid who always wanted to knight. they put him into like night school or whatever they call it and like the uh, night school probably not the right way to say it um <laughs> and like he he like finished first in his class and like all this kind of stuff um so so he's kind of our main character his name is Ballister boldheart uh, he's voiced by Rizamed. Um, and um, basically, I, I'm going to spoil parts of this without spoiling the whole movie, just because, you know, kind of gets into the premise a little bit. Um, what happens is, like, they have this huge knighting ceremony, and it's like one of these, like, there's like a stadium, and there's like announcers, like, you know, it's, it's like this big televised thing, and like, everyone's there. And it's like very controversial that he's going to become this first, like, knight who's like, not one of the knights, like there are people who are really in favor of it but there are also people who are like you shouldn't be a knight you know like that kind of thing and what Mm -hmm. happens is like they have these like lances I guess that are like futuristic lances and stuff like that and during the knighting ceremony when he goes to be knighted by the queen his lance like malfunctions and shoots the queen in the heart and kills her and like he and so he has to like go on the run like he is like being hunted um and and he has clearly been set up some way like this like it malfunctioned on purpose like it wasn't just like oh what happened it was like something happened there and like he has been Uh like set up and so he's trying to kind of find up find out like who set him up and this girl Nimona comes and like offers to like help him and it's like unclear who Nimona is exactly and like you find out pretty quickly when she like goes to help him at first she's like this little kind of impish girl she is voiced by Chloe Grace Moretz and and she's obviously kind of the main character of the movie actually like the two of them are cause they're kind of co-main characters obviously the name the movie's called Nimona, so it's a fair amount about her but she is like a classic cop not a cop procedural right yeah exactly she's like she it turns out that she is like some kind of monster of some kind she is a shapeshifter and so she can like okay. shift in she can shapeshift into any person or animal and so she like shape shifts constantly while she's like trying to help him like get away from people into like a whale and like a horse and a rhino and like all these kinds of things um and then the movie goes from there and it there are there are quite a few twists some of which like you know if you've seen these kind of movies you can probably guess some what some of the twists might be but um you know they kind of hint at like the true nature of like who is Nimona actually and like what really happened like In this world, like a thousand years ago and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, everything is not quite what it seems. It's one of those things. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's like the couple things I'll say about it is like, I like the animation style. It's not like some very advanced, like, like, it's not one of these hyper realistic looking animation styles or like the spider verse, whatever that is called animation style. It's like, it's not that, Um, but, but it has elements of that a little bit. Like, it's not like, it's not like a totally flat like old school animation style either but whatever it is like i felt i found it fairly appealing the way the way that they worked it it is not written by but it is produced by lord and miller so it has a little of that energy going on in it which, which i like generally and and maybe the fact it's not written by them it's like it's there but it's like toned down a little bit um but but i you know i i always do kind of appreciate that sort of like somewhat self-awareness about what it's doing and like a lot of the joke, you know some of the jokes kind of are somewhat self-aware so i think that's really well done um the two things that the movie has that i thought were really interesting um one of them is um Ballister, our main character riz ahmed there he his best friend is like the other like is another knight. And he is a knight who is like a direct descendant, not only of just the knights, but he's a direct descendant of Glorith, that original woman who like created the whole thing. I forget what his name is. His last name is Golden Aubrey. Is it Aubrey? It's like something. And his last name is Goldenloin, which I thought is hilarious. Um, But anyway, he is not only Ballister's best friend, but they are in love with each other. And it is, that is played completely like, it is never remarked upon beyond the fact that they obviously are like, In love with each other, it is never remarked upon that it's like this is a gay relationship or like that that's weird in any way, shape, or form. And I really like that personally. I I like really appreciated that there was this relationship, the same sex relationship in here, and it was just like it's just a thing. Like it's just there's nothing more to say about it. It's like that that's just what their relationship is. Um, I don't want to make too big a deal about it, but it's like you don't see that a whole lot. And I like kind of appreciated that it's just like yeah, it's just these two characters are in love. And I wondered just for the sake of it, you know, because you know, our kids are young and that kind of thing. I wondered if my kids were going to ask about it or something like that or say something. And, like, they didn't say anything, which, you know, either they were just, like, they rolled with it or they didn't pick up on it enough or, like, did, weren't, you know, thought that when they were, like, like there is literally a scene towards the end where they, like, tell each other they love each other, um, mm. you know, and, like, hold hands and stuff like that. And it's just, like, you know, it's, like, pretty obvious. Like Like, they're, they're not very, they're not ambiguous about it or anything like that. But I like that. He's um, like let me get let me get on that golden loin. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I would probably have liked it a little less if they went if they went that way. <laughs> um the other thing that I like about this, this is a weird thing to like, I guess, but like um this movie like gets pretty it's it's mostly like I don't want to say lighthearted because I would say like the themes are very um like, like there's like very much a theme of like not belonging and like how that feels and, you know, like searching for like kind of your, your people in a way or search, searching for a place where you feel welcomed and belonged, which now that I think of it like that, you know, could also be an LGBTQ theme if if you wanted mm-hmm. to make it that way. Although I think it's like even wider than that, like all of us in some way, shape or form have probably felt that at some point. Um, But it like, it gets to a point where like one of the major characters, like basically tries to end their life at one point it's not like it's done in a certain way but it is like it is kind of touching and heartbreaking at the same time and like it is obvious enough that like at the end of the movie after the credits or maybe before the credits they actually like did have a thing saying like if someone you know is like if you or someone you know is like hurting like you know talk to someone like die. and i think they might even have the suicide prevention hotline number or something like that Um, Which seems really dark for, like, a kid's movie, but, like, I don't know, I felt like the way they did it, like, kind of worked, like, you kind of got where it was coming from, and it's, it sounds like more, you know, without getting into anything, like, it, it, you know, it's clear that's what's happening, but it's also, like, it's, like enough with, I, I don't know how to say it, but it's like, it, it's not like this character is like putting a gun to their head or something or something or being just like, I'm going to end my life now or anything like that. Um, mm. But I don't know. I just thought it was interesting. It was like, it, it, the movie was not what I expected in terms of like, in terms of some of that stuff that was, was going in there. Um, and I kind of appreciated them some kind of like taking some big swings that way. It made for like quite an emotional core in the movie that I wasn't quite expecting. Um, Hmm. but like those parts of the movie stayed with me a lot more than I thought they would for like some random kids movie that I was watching. And I think maybe, maybe some of that comes from the fact that, like I said, it's based on a graphic novel and like that kind of stuff, like, you know, it comes out again, like across as like a kid's movie, but you know, maybe the graphic novel was not a kid's graphic novel exactly. Even if it was Mm -hmm. maybe, and like, even if maybe the, uh, the, the illustrations are that way, it's like, you know, this might've always been intended to be more of like a young adult thing or something like that what did your what did your kids think of it they liked it they they, they liked it a lot they were like very engrossing we watched it over two days because it was like kind of late and so we had to like pause about halfway in and then and then finish it the next day but they were like very eager to finish it and uh and watch it. and we took you know we i didn't engage them too much and not because i was trying to avoid it but i just didn't engage them too much on like some of the heavier stuff that we just talked about but i did ask them you oh, know yeah. stuff like oh, what was your favorite part like who were your favorite characters like what do you think when they did this or did that that kind of thing and they were like very much into it i don't know how much it stayed with them like i think if i asked them now like i don't know if they'd be like yeah i remember that movie." they'd be like yeah kind of like they have a tendency to be that way sometimes where you ask them it's like what was it like you remember this movie and it's like i guess and it's like how do you not remember this um <laughs> I feel that way. Like I asked them about like Paw Patrol the other day and they were like, yeah, kind of. And it's like, dude, I remember everything about Paw Patrol, like against my will, but I remember it because you've watched nothing but Paw Patrol for two years. Uh, and it's There like, are so many annoys, things like that. Yeah, right? It like, annoys me that you don't remember it because I have to yeah. remember it for some reason. <laughs> yeah. It's a goddamn Miraculous Ladybug is burned into my brain. Yeah. But like you can't remember anything about it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So anyway, this is one that I'm, you know, I'm I'm not I'm I'm happier to have in in my brain um yeah I thought it was uh I thought it was pretty cool and, and pretty well done voice voice cast was very good I, I always like movies where I mean we've talked about this before for like voice casts where it's like the voice cast seems like a little bit like it's like yeah like you like you have people here who like kind of fit the characters not like just some famous person where it's like let's get them to be in a movie as, that's as the stunt voice casting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I can't remember. We talked about this for something recently, uh, in, in an episode where all three of us were there and we were like, why would they ha- have this person be the voice of, of, of this? And like, Willie was like, yeah, to get people. Inside. Oh, it was, it was, uh, uh, Chris Pratt being Mario. That's, that's it. That's, that's, oh, that's, yeah. that's what we were talking about for the super Mario brothers movie. Yeah. And, and like kind of talking about how like almost none of the characters in that it was like, why, like, why get these people when they don't sound anything like themselves or like, don't do anything like like, why is Keegan-Michael Key Toad? Like, they're, like, talking about that. Like, this, I felt like it was, like, yeah, it's, like, I kind of like these characters. Like, it, like they're very, it's very clearly those characters. And, like, I think Chloe Grace Moretz, like, she can have sort of that manic energy that, like, Nimona has. Like, you know, it's, like, you think mm-hmm. back to, like, Hit Girl and Kickass, which there is a Hit Girl reference in this movie, which is, like, there's one point where, They're, like, basically beating up all these bad guys, and in the background, they play the same music that they play when Hit Girl is introduced in Kick-Ass, which I don't remember much about Kick-Ass, but for some reason, I remember that scene very well and that music very well. And, like, Uh. during the movie, I was like, isn't this, like, the same music from Kick-Ass? And then I looked it up later. It's like, it was! All right. So... Um, and, you know, and, like, they animate the people to look, like, I don't know if they, I'm, I'm assuming they did not look like this always, because, like, the Riz Ahmed character, like, looks a fair amount like Riz Ahmed, and it's, like, I have to think that it's, like, yeah, they, like, animated this character to look like him. I noticed that. I looked up the IMDb entry, and I saw the poster. Yeah, and like, and like, this guy looks like, looks like yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I like that. Yeah, it's, a, there are a few other people in this, like, who I don't recognize all that much, like, the, um... The, the leader of the institute is Francis Conroy, um, who I would not have recognized her voice, but yeah, you know, she's I always remember her the most as Ruth from Six Feet Under the of mom. Course. Yeah, and uh Beck Bennett's in this, which you can kind of always recognize his voice. Um, and there are probably some other people that I don't remember, but um, but yeah, it's not it's not a huge cast of people. Like there's like five main characters probably that that you've seen pretty much the whole time. But yeah, so. I'd recommend this. I thought it was good. I kind of, yeah, like I watched it somewhat out of nowhere <laughs> and was like, hey, this wasn't bad. Not a, not a bad movie, you know, not a bad kids movie. And like, even like, you know, if you just like animation or, you know, that kind of thing, like it's like, it, I, I feel like to me anyway, I thought it had a cool message and kind of went about it fairly well. So I like that. Awesome. Always yeah. good to find a good kids movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I said, it it can get a little heavy. So, you know, just keep that in mind depending on who you're watching it with.